0: Hayward, transition three, no good. Rudy with a follow. Hide the women and children. He's coming high and hard. Utah up by 12, 59-47. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 16th of December. It's a pack Friday. Who's the hottest guy in the league? Who's the coldest? Where are the pack ratings today? Where does a big man in the middle of Utah rank? We'll talk about all of those things. Plus, are the Jazz on a piece to win 50 games or more? That's on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We do this podcast for you Monday through Friday uh, with about 15, 22 minutes. Yesterday was 42 each and every day for you. You can subscribe on iTunes or on your podcatcher, whatever it is, a five-star review. If you like the show, it would be great. For those of you that are new to the show because you're interested in pack, thanks very much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate. I greatly appreciate that. We'll get to pack here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by My Simply Smarter, as well as BetDSI. My Simply Smarter is a Utah-based company. Really enjoy having them aboard. They are part of the National Association for Child Development and Ogden Company. That's spent thirty-seven years understanding how brains work and how to improve the brain of every child or every individual. So, surely glad to have My Simply Smarter part of the program. Jazz fans, teams playing great. Holiday ticket packages are available at com. All right, we'll dig into pack in a minute uh, and talk about the top players in the league, and then we will uh, talk about the Jazz PAC uh, after that. We'll look at the last 10 games pack for everyone in the league as well. And so that's where we stand. But first, we open every single show with something that we like to call pins across the world and pins across the world is uh jazz fans or nba fans sharing with us where they uh tune into the podcast from and how they became a great fan and today it comes from tom grover longtime listener first time pinner put a pin in central hills that was funny by the way tom i thought that was funny Put a pin in Central Hills, Las Vegas, Nevada. I grew up in a little slice of paradise known as Cache Valley. I've been a jazz fan since 1987 or 88 when my grade school buddy Blaine introduced me to the jazz. I remember we'd get together for sleepovers when the jazz had games on Friday nights watching Hot Rod and the Booner. Back when the jazz games were on Channel 13. It was electric when Hot Rod used to say, you're looking live on a simulcast, I can't do hot rod, of the Utah Jazz, ba- I know, in every single way that's true. You're looking live on a simulcast of the Utah Jazz basketball team from basketball from Salt Lake Palace in downtown Salt Lake City. I've been- uh, pretty soon, my brothers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and we're all true believers over the years. Some of my favorite memories with the family have been watching, attending jazz games, especially the playoffs. In 97, my brother's uncle and I watched the NBA Finals together from the parking lot across from the Delta Center. It was pure magic. And now I have three little kids, and we watch the jazz together. They're fourth-generation jazz fans, and I'm confident someday they'll look back. It was nostalgia and fondness on the time we spent together watching our jazz. That's Tom Grover. In Centennial Hills, Las Vegas, that's our pin across the world. Send in yours at DLock09 at gmail.com. DLock09 at gmail.com. So uh, thank you very much. All right, let's go to PAC. Give me 30 seconds, everybody who's who's old to the show. PAC is points above average created. The concept is we look at how many scoring opportunities a player uses – in a game, and then compare it to what the average of the league would do. So the league average per scoring opportunity is 1.09, and you take the average points per scoring opportunity versus possession. So you're charting the player's efficiency and then how many possessions they use and what that impact is on an individual game. Generally, we have about two or three players that are above three point three pack per game. We have about seven players that are... Two or above, and that's uh, the 15 players kind of in the next tier. That's the elite players offensively in the league. So that's what PAC is. Uh, The leader in PAC right now is Kevin Durant at 3.9, and this is actually just another tribute to how great a player Durant is. If you go back to the 2010-11 season, uh, Dwight Howard and Dirk Nowitzki were the elite PAC players, and Durant – uh, that year, I believe, was sixth. In 2010-11, since then, 11-12, Durant was number one pack. Uh, James Harden, interestingly, by the way, was number two with um, LeBron James sitting right behind him. Uh, Tyson Chandler was the unique one at fourth that year. I'll explain that coming up. 12, because we have Tyson Chandler again this year. Twelve, thirteen. 13 Durant was number one. LeBron was number two. Harden was number three. 13-14, Durant was one, LeBron was two, Harden was three. 14-15, Durant was one, Curry was two, Harden was three. 15-16 was last year, and Steph Curry had this historic season with a 5.8 pack. And Durant was 4.1 in the great year, and Harden was three. The, uh, Curry's year last year, is, it's, it's incomprehensible. So back now, Durant is number one at 3.9. Curry is 3.7, and Damian Lillard is the third most impactful offensive player in the league right now. And So what's really interesting there about Lillard is he's jumped hard and no one's talking about because Portland's not playing as well, but he has been just terrific. So Lillard, third-best offensive player in the league at 2.9 right now. Really just kind of almost a mini version of Steph. James Harden is at 2.8. So both Lillard and Harden are using 22.8 scoring opportunities a game. And Lillard's scoring 2.9 points above the average player, and Harden's 2.8. There's only – it's a little more than usual right now. There's about 13, 14 players that are above two – in the league, and so if you have one of these guys, it's really hard for teams to catch you, and then not to mention if you have the two best in the league, how incredible it is, and that's why they have one of the great offensive teams, and Portland offensively has C.J. McCollum, who's at 1.9, so they really have to be torturously bad defensively. Uh, Rudy Gobert is the fifth most impactful Pack play. How's that possible? Well, because in 8.4 scoring opportunities a night with his 68% shooting and his 68% free throw shooting, Gobert is 2.7 better points above than the average player. So in some ways, he's almost even if the rest of your team is good, he's actually even more valuable. And that is that You know, the rest, he's only using eight possessions a night to get to 2.7. Now, if your team's not good, you've got to distribute those eight possessions over, you know, let's say he's using or scoring opportunities. He's using 14 less scoring opportunities a night than Harden and Lillard. Your rest of your team better be good with those 14 to have for you to have value. If you're if they're not very good and they're below pack players, then you that. You know, guy like Rudy's value falls apart, but that's not the case for the Jazz right now. So Rudy's a 2.7 pack, fifth best in the NBA. Kevin Love is sixth at 2.7. Kyle Lowry is sev- is seventh, and he is on fire. Jimmy Butler is eight. Kawhi Leonard, nine. LeBron, ten. Now, I would point out that, one, and, and continue for a second, Anthony Davis is... 11, Chris Paul is 12, and Lou Williams is 13. Those are the only players above two. When all of those names make sense, except for Rudy Gobert, then that means that we're undervaluing the dunker or the rim player. And that's been true for a while. When you look at statistics and you see that every name makes sense except for one, don't decide the stats wrong. Decide that your evaluation of that one player is wrong. I mean, if I run through the top Guys, listen, I mean, for a long time, this makes sense. Durant, Curry, Lillard, Harden, Gobert, oh, that's weird, Love, Lowry, Butler, Leonard, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, Lou Williams, C.J. McCollum, J.J. Redick, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Miles Turner, DeAndre Jordan, Mike Conley, Kyrie Irving, Tyson Chandler, oh, that's weird, oh, maybe that's the same thing, uh, Jay Crowder having a very good year, Dwight Howard, Otto Porter, Cody Zeller, Clay Thompson, Terrence Ross, Toronto, Patty Mills, San Antonio, all of the guys at 1.5 or above. Bobo, Steven Adams, Clint Capella, I'll jump right in there. Again, it's the center that the dunks. So that's a very valuable piece to have. So those are the players, offensively, the top ten. Uh, offensive. Let, let's look at the worst de- offensive players in the league. This is playing a minimum of 15 games. Dion Waiters is the worst in the NBA at minus 2.8. Kent Bazemore minus 2.4. It's, a, it's just dreadful to have this on your team. I mean, it's just, it's a killer. Moutier minus 2.4. Denver's having this disappointing season. I hate to say it. This is why. Vukovic minus 2.2. Orlando's having this disappointing season. This is why. Andrew Harrison Two, minus 2.1. Rajon Rondo, minus 2. It's why the Bulls play better when he doesn't start. Marcus Smart, minus 1.8. Frank, Frank Kaminsky, minus 1.8. Ish Smith, minus 1.8. Thank goodness Reggie Jackson's back. Brandon Ingram, minus 1.8. Don't worry about it. Devin Booker, for all the accolades that he's about to be a bona fide scorer, starter, great shooter in the league, is minus 1.7. Devin Booker is a bottom 10 offensive player in the league right now. It would lead you to believe he's being asked to do a little bit more than he probably can. Josh McRoberts, Christian, <clears throat> Mario Azonia, Jordan McRae in Cleveland, Brandon Knight in Phoenix, Marvin Williams, minus one, Luel Dang, J.R. Smith, minus 1.5, Zach Randolph, minus 1.4, Darren Williams, Derek Williams close out that group. All right, we'll look at the hottest and players in the league. First, let me take a minute and tell you about My Simply Smarter. This is an online program that uh, is customized and built for your probably child, maybe yourself, uh, that's easily usable anywhere online, 10 to 20-minute sessions, three sessions a week. Uh, The more you do, the better. Ages 6 to 100, frankly. So how does it work? And let's back up for a second. It's an online program that you can use on any program. So that's what it is. Who? Okay, kids with any learning difficulties are, are prime for this. This is really what NACD is built for. Two, typical kids who you think can perform better. And then maybe the most interesting one is student-athletes. Weber State uses a lot with their athletes to try to get to their learning better. And so that then when they take in information, they can function better. It's executive function, whether it's on the playing field or in the classroom. It's the same concept. It's really great from a parent standpoint because if your kids are struggling in school, you can then kind of give them a little boost with mysimplysmarter.com. It's incredibly easy. And it's affordable with the promo code locked for lifetime. With the promo code locked, you're getting 20% off. All the plans come with a seven day free trial, so there's really nothing to lose. But that promo code LOCKED gets you 20% off uh, for life. Because it is part of the Locked On uh, Jazz community, uh, Laird is willing to let you just reach out to him uh, in person. So you can reach Laird at, uh, at org if you've got questions. That's lairdnacd.org or check it out at my simply smarter dot com thirty seven years of understanding how brains work and how to improve the brain of every child and every individual take advantage of what they've done at NACD with my simply smarter dot com all right let's go t- last ten games and then we'll dig into some jazz and then we'll take specific questions uh so the last ten games the hottest player in the league is Kyle Lowry by uh, like a million miles he he's he's absolutely on fire uh I I missed this his pack is 7.3 for the last 10 games. Now wonder Toronto's 9-1. and Rudy Gobert is next at 4.2. Nikolai Jokic, Nikolai Jokic is 4.0. I mean, people have been hammering Denver for him to play more. Eric Gordon is on fire at 3.8 for Houston. Gordon Hayward is fifth most effective, off- impactful offensive player in the last 10 games. Fifty percent shooting, forty-four percent from three, averaging twenty-six points a game. Kevin Love is next, sixth best. DeAndre Jordan seventh. Joe Ingles is eighth. The Jazz just littering this. That's why their offense has been so incredible. Ingles at two point eight, despite just eleven scoring opportunities a game. Marcus Sewell next. That's why Mem- how is Memphis pulling this off? Marcus Sewell is playing out of his head. Uh, Marcus Toll has been just brilliant. Going to the free throw line, 10% of his possessions and shooting threes, 19%. Gordon Hayward, by the way, is shooting 20% of his possessions as a three and 19% going to the free throw line. That's that's pretty awesome. C.J. McCollum has clicked in. Following that, Lou Williams, then LeBron, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Sean Kidpatrick in Brooklyn, Stephen Adams, Otto Porter, Zach Levine, Courtney Lee, Miles Turner, and Wesley Matthews comes in playing really good basketball, looking the same Wesley Matthews for the first time since that Achilles injury. Uh, Ryan Anderson, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Bobo, Damian Lillard, Clint Capella, Avery Bradley kind of uh, hold out the rest of the guys playing really well. Let's see who's not playing well. Right now, offensively, Kent Bazemore is in a horrendous slump. Twenty-nine of his last ninety-six from the field, uh, minus four point five. Frank Kaminsky has been brutal recently. He's a minus three point nine. Andrew Harrison, and then here, I thought this was really interesting. In the last ten games, Russell Westbrook is minus three point one. Like the efficient lack, complete lack of efficiency from Westbrook is getting to be fairly significant. Justin Hamilton in Brooklyn is minus three point one. Brandon Ingram minus two point nine. Jordan Clarkson minus two point nine. Carmelo minus two point eight. Wow. Carmelo shooting thirty six percent from the field, twenty nine percent from three, in his last games, and using twenty one scoring opportunities a game. Westbrook obviously gets worse because of how many scoring opportunities he's using, but it's not helping his team. It's what you know. It, it, it. We should take note that as great as Westbrook's being, that team's twenty eighth in the league offensively. Terry Rozier, Devin Booker we talked about before, J.R. Smith. Julius Randle is back to being negative, and suddenly the Lakers are losing. Etuan Moore, Reggie Jackson has come back and not been good. Blake Griffin. Surprising, really struggling. Last eight games, minus two point three. Manuel Moody, minus two point three, Isaiah Cannon, Denzel Valentine, who was out of the rotation last night for Chicago, Anthony Brown, Jonathan Gibson, Nikolai Vukovic, Matt Barnes, Jamal Murray for Denver, beginning to struggle, Darren Williams, Brandon Knight, Monte Ellis, minus one point seven, and Tyler Johnson, Nikolai Miritich. Nikolai Miritich was out of the rotation last night, too. So those are the hottest and coldest players. Uh, in the league. All right, let me go give the Jazz fans that are the majority plus of our audience a quick look at their team, and then we'll take your questions uh, here on a pack Friday. Uh, Utah Jazz right now, got to clear some filters that had players that had been injured out, or else we have no players to look at. Uh, Rudy Gobert is obviously the number one most impactful offensive player. Actually, George Hill still is at 3.7 in the 11 games he's played. That'd be uh, 1, 2, or 3 in the league. Then Rudy is 2.7. Gordon is 1.3. Ingles is 1.3. That's a big swing right there for Joe Ingles. That's a game-changing swing for the Jazz. Because that position last year, Joe Ingles was .2 and Alec Burks was minus .5. Excuse me. Uh, If you can suddenly get a positive off the bench the way you are in Joe Ingles, that's a big deal. Neto is a .4 in his limited action. Withy's a .4. Hood's a .3. Uh, Joe Johnson's a .1. You want to have, ideally, every player on your roster positive. If you have every player on your roster positive, you have a championship-level team. Shelvin Mack's a negative .4. Boris Diaz a negative .5. Dante Exum's a negative .7. Derek Favors a negative .8. And Trey Lyles is a negative .9 for the season. Lyles just has not found his shot. Last year, Lyles was a negative .3. Mack was a negative .6. So we'll see whether those guys can get it back going. Now, if you look at the last 10 games, obviously we had Jazz players littered all among the top 10. Rudy Gobert is 4.2, Gordon 3.7, Ingles is 2.8, Max a point seven. It's pretty good for him. Uh, Neto's a point six, you's a point three. Boris Diaw's back at even. Joe Johnson's a minus point three. Rodney's a minus point four. I think Rodney's interesting. I mean, I think Rodney's having this great year, but <clears throat> his his lack of going to the free throw line still means he just comes out as average on all these things. Um, you know, for the season, Rodney is point three. Uh, which is fine. It's above average. Uh, Trey Lyles is minus 0.4, and Dante Exum is a minus (laughs) 1.1 in the last 10 games. So that's where the Jazz stand. Now let's go to some of the the questions that are out there and see what we can answer for people, and then we'll do a quick look at the Jazz Road to 50 before wrapping this up. Uh, Before we go to questions... Uh, let me remind you that if you are somebody who likes to get into the action and get involved, then you can do it with Bet DSI. They've been in business for over twenty years. They pride themselves in great customer service, fast and easy payments, winning, and with the promo code Jazz Ten, you get ten dollars free for your first wager. Uh, They even have live in-game football, basketball, and other major sporting events. So they've got uh, hundreds of football and basketball wagers for you to choose from. Also have UFC, uh, BetDSI.com and that's BetDSI.com and then you go there, use the promo code JAZZ10 to get your free wager and then you can hopefully start winning today. Uh, You can bet virtually bet virtually anything at bet dsi as i mentioned they pride themselves on their customer service their fast easy payments and they do give you a 100% bonus on your first deposit that's betdsi.com uh, they do the horse racing as well, which is my personal favorite, and so I'll be using the promo code Jazz10 uh, to get my first wager when I venture have any time to venture back in. I don't have any time right now though at all. All right, let's go back over to Pack and answer questions. Uh, Gobert and DeAndre Jordan in many ways similar approach to the game, so Whiteside's comments could be a slight to Gobert. Yes, that's true. Um, what are what is the uh, what is the, the pack difference between? Rudy Gobert and uh, so Rudy Gobert is at 2.7, and DeAndre Jordan is at 1.8. So Gobert is more is really having DeAndre's Jordan year of a year ago. Um, so I you know Rudy's the most efficient offensive big in the league right now. It's hard to do what you're doing, though. It's hard to go dunk every time and be around the rim for those plays. You get banged and beaten, and guys don't want to do it. What's Toronto? Quick look at Toronto from uh, Jake. Uh, Toronto, first question I look at anytime I look at a championship caliber team is who's negative? Because to be a championship team, I believe you really got to have everybody's positive. So, uh, of guys that play regularly for them, Corey Joseph is negative 0.3 and Patrick Patterson is a negative 0.5. It's a little bit of a surprise. Because uh, both those guys have been pretty good in years past. Um Last year, Corey Joseph was a negative .5 as well, though. So maybe that's just who he is. And Patrick Patterson was a negative .1. So I take it back. Maybe they're just exactly kind of in the range of where they always are. And you do it. Kyle Lowry's at 2.5. Terrence Ross is having a great year at 1.5. Bobo is at 1.5 doing the dunker thing, replacing Bismack Biambo-Well. De- DeMar DeRozan is at 1.2 and using 25 scoring opportunities a night. That's, there's a value to using those scoring opportunities po- because he's positive, so they're not going to somewhere else. Norman Powell uh, is at 1.0. Jonas Valanciunas is at 0.8. I don't know if you heard the scout on Locked On NBA. Sure was positive about him. Tamari uh, Carroll's at 0.3, and Pascal is at uh, dead even. So you know that their their offense. It's surprising how high their offense ranks when you look at that. When you consider if we pulled up the Warriors' numbers, they're so much more top heavy. Uh, it's a great tribute to what they're doing with that team uh, and and what uh Dwayne Casey's doing. But I will I will admit, just kind of quick scan there. Uh they shouldn't, it doesn't look to me, I, I'm I haven't looked at the Warriors, I'm about to, of how they are above the Warriors. Uh with Durant at 3.9, Curry at 3.7, Clay at 1.5, and then I guess that's why. Because West is at point one. Um where's Draymond? Draymond is at negative point four this year. Mac is at negative point 0.1. McCaw at negative point 0.1. Vareja at negative point 0.1. Pachulia is at even. West is at even. So maybe that's it. They just have enough of their bench guys above that. Let's look at the Memphis Grizzlies and how they're winning. I, they, there's no mathematical answer to how Memphis is winning. It's just ridiculous. I almost say that bitterly. It's incredible. Conley's at 1.7. He comes back this weekend. Gasol's at 0. 0.5. Ennis, James Ennis, much better than people realize, 0. 0.5. Michael Green's at negative point .1, and the rest of their roster is negative. I have no idea how they're winning. I guess defense. Jabari Parker and the Bucks is the next request coming in on the pack line. Uh, Jabari Parker is a negative is a positive point .2. So right on average, second-year player. Giannis is at 1.8. Teletovich is at point .6. Greg Monroe, point .4. Beasley, point .4. And Jabari, point .2. Delvadova having a bad year at point um, Let's see. Um uh, uh, Dante and Mac, I think I answered that's from Philip. He was very loyal and nice. Um Floyd says, Trey Burke, Trevor Booker, and Ennis Cantor, because I'm petty like that. Okay, let's do those three. Um, Trey Burke is actually having the best offensive year of his career, impressively. Uh, and he's a negative .6. Yeah, no, that sentence sounded funny, but that's actually exactly um, how it was supposed to. It's a, he's a negative .6. That's the best of his career. He's been, um, he's been tough. He doesn't go to the line at all. Uh, doesn't shoot a great percentage. Trevor Booker is at a positive point six. Good for Trevor. Uh he's played twenty three games. He's starting a bunch. I'm excited for Trevor. He's almost averaging a double double. Kander's really good usually. Kander's a great offensive player. You can't you can get Matt at Ennis for all sorts of things, but offense is not one of them. One point three for Ennis. It's really good. Um, Boston Celtics from Tiffany Tripp. She has a little jazz not little. I didn't mean that disrespectfully. She has a jazz blog. Um it's out there. All right, let's see. Uh, Boston, Jay Crowder is at 1.6. Isaiah Thomas at 1.3. Avery Bradley at 0.8. Al Horford at 0.6. This is impressive. Amir Johnson at 0.5. Jonas Jerebko at 0.4. Kelly Linick at 0.3. Jalen Brown at 0, which is wildly impressive for a rookie. And the only guys that are negative are Marcus Smart is death at negative 1.8. Gerald Green is minus 1.4. Terry Rozier is minus 0.9. Tyler Zeller minus 0.5. James Young doesn't play much, nor does Jordan Mickey. Um, so their key core guys are all positive. That's a pretty good. Um, that's a pretty good run for them. Uh, all right, uh, let's take our final question here. Another another person wanted Trevor Booker and Trey Burke. Wow, our fans are just mean people. Maybe he still loves them and is rooting for them. Uh, Detroit, I got asked about. Tobias Harris is the best offense. Here's Detroit's problem. This is incredible. Detroit is at .7 with Tobias Harris and .6 with John Laura and every other player on their team is negative. Aaron Baines, minus .2. Andre Drummond, and stunningly, is negative. Like, here's a guy with that body and that side. So Rudy Gobert is the fourth most impactful offensive player in the league, and Andre Drummond is minus .2. If anybody tells you that Andre Drummond's better than Rudy Gobert, just walk away from them and don't talk to them about basketball ever again for the rest of their lives. They don't get it. All right, we'll leave Pack on that note. Uh, road to 50. Uh, the Jazz are one win behind their win projections. So I have them on a road to 49 wins right now. If the Jazz play like a 50-win team for the rest of the way, they will win 49 games. They should have won 17 games by now, and they have won 16 if they were going to be a 50-win team. So they're minus one along the way. Uh, Dallas tonight is a game that they're projected to win. In Memphis is a half win. Uh, They're supposed to get one of the two in Memphis this year, so if they get it, that would pump them up. Golden State's obviously not a place where they're expected to win. They come home to play Sacramento, which is a win they're supposed to get, and they come to play Toronto, and it's not – they don't get one. So, you know, if they can beat Memphis, lose to the Warriors, beat Toronto, they would then be back on a 50-win pace uh, along the way. So uh, it's hard. When you fall behind and you're trying to win 50 games, you only have 32 losses on your board. It's hard to come back and win those games. All right, that is today's edition of Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, if you're interested in advertising on the program and reaching men between the ages of 18 and uh, 54 years old, That's our audience, about 80% of our audience. They break in about 72% between 18 and 44 and 25 to 54, and it's 97% male, and podcast listeners are uh, particularly loyal to their sponsors. So thank you very much. For those who have sponsored, have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Jazz by the Locked On Podcast Network.